Good everybody, hope everybody's well. Today on the podcast we've got Beastmos. Now you're probably sick of hearing Beastmos' voice. Uh, Beastmos is my co-host for Thankful Thursdays that we have every Thursday here on the channel. But uh, this one's a little bit more in-depth. Uh, we go on to other things, um, you know, we talk around what we're thankful for on Thursdays. But it's really cool to just uh, get into everything with um, my, my good friend Mose. Um, also, if you guys want to support my channel... You can do so over at the Patreon, patreon.com forward slash the Provise Project. I say that every, every goddamn podcast. But anyway, guys, I know you'll enjoy this one, eh? Peace. Brother! Hey. <laughs> <laughs> I snuck up on you, G. I was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> Beast, how are you, bruv? Hey, I'm so good, King yourself? I'm good, bro. I'm good. You know, I've started King has become as in my vocabulary now, bro. Thanks to you. Hey, I appreciate that, man. I think it's um speaks a lot of wonders, bro. It catches a lot of people off guard. But once you're on board, bro, you, you can't stop saying it. All my no. boys are kings, bro. Yeah, I got um I got a couple of people like King Kings, what do you mean? It's like, bro, you're a king, brother. You're a king. Oh, that's what's about, bro. I like yeah, that. I like that. I've even started using queens as well. Kings and queens. <laughs> You know mm-hmm. what I found is funny is um is um when women call you king, other women, like if I if I'm out in public, <laughs> but if I'm out in public, and, and and I see women who obviously follow and they're like, "What's up, king?" I'm like, "Oh shucks, I don't know if that's in a, a sexual content." But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> bro, bro, no, man, bro, after the uh, after the Joseph Parker um episode, hey, excited. Yeah. Like they were like, oh yeah, you're not the you're the pie king. I was like, I don't want to be the pie king. Okay, <laughs> that sounds too fucked up. I don't want to be that guy. I'll be anything else, any other king, but yeah. not the old, not the pie right. king. Cream pie king. What? Oh, bro, fuck. <laughs> uh, bro, we're uh, we're three minutes into the interview at the moment, and you <laughs> oh jeez. Nah, bro. I, I I mean, I said it to the um before we came in here too, bro. Like I I enjoy. I enjoy the banter with you, but I also know that it comes from a place of, of, of healing and mental, mental health is a huge kind of thing for you. And that's why I think coming on will be really, I mean, we can focus on that, but we just see where the conversation goes, you know? Keen, bro, sounds really good. I'm interested, bro. Mm, I always am, bro. With, um, especially around, I think it gets swashed under, it gets, you know, swashed under the, uh, under the rug. And then all of a sudden we've, we're like, you know, we, we're in a big, issue in new zealand uh around uh suicide awareness it just mental health bro and people don't take it serious um do you, do you reckon with um the the political climate our uh, climax uh, climax climate climate <laughs> climates <laughs> the climax of the politicians brother the climate of of, of politics bro you reckon that um you reckon there's going to be any changes to you or what you would hope so, bro. Like, okay, uh, I have to have a little disclaimer. Uh, I'm, I'm nowhere near a, a mental health uh, practitioner of sort or specialist, um, but I just think it's important. And more and more importantly, it's important for our kings, our, our men, because we don't normally speak about our feelings and, and how we really feel about things. I think um, it's important, uh, and I think that's what we've done. We've created a little group of... Um, of men who normalize speaking about how you feel, which I think is cool, bro. In, yeah. in a manly way, in a, you know, no judging, a safe space, so to speak, which I think is important. 
Yeah, I think it's cool. I think it's normalizing is the is the key word there. You yeah. know, because a lot of, it's not normal to go. Actually, you know, I, I don't. I'm not feeling myself, or I'm not, I'm feeling quite down, or I'm feeling like, you know, people don't listen to me, or people don't care. You know. Yeah, and I think like I think it's one thing to be able to speak about it, but I think it's also another thing to be able to acknowledge it when you see it from your boys. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like if you if you can feel a change in the energy, then there's probably something happening in that in, in that man's life that you want to have a chat about or bring it out or make it feel make him feel safe enough to speak about it honestly and openly. What's um how do you do that, bro? How do you bring it out of people? Man, you know, I don't know who taught me. I think when I was at college there was um we had somebody, even at college, when I was at college back in 2002 was my, was my last year at college, I would say college. Um, for some reason, I remember um, I remember one of the teachers uh, who said, you know, you got to ask, you got to ask people how you're doing twice. The first one is, hey, how are you doing? And nine times out of 10, you're going to get the generic answer of, I'm doing good. But the second time is, but, but how are you doing? And then that's when it kind of... It kind of brings it out of them. Um, oh, okay, yeah, you know, I had a tough week or I've had a blah, 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 which I think is is an easy approach to do. Yeah. Just checking in, man. Like, me and you talk, I don't know, every second day or whenever you want to reply to me. And- <laughs> Bro, that's not, that's fucking lies. That's it's the other way around. I always check in on you and then fucking three weeks later, I'm like, and you're like, hey, bro, I'm doing all right. I'm like, fuck. Whenever you have time to reply to me, and I'm like, oh, he does care three Shut weeks later. No, <laughs> you're bullshit. You know for a fact. That I always, hey, um, and I'm I'm getting into the habit of, and I need to, I think people need to normalize this as well. It's just saying, like, have a good week without expecting anything. 100. I think, see, even that, that, if you unpack that, like a lot of people, I think if you move away from doing things, for a reaction, mm. like you'll be a lot better instead of expecting something to happen. You know, like um, I did something good for you, so do something good for me back. You know, just kind of put on the table and walk away, leave it there. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think like I, I and I feel it too. Like sometimes when I'm just like, you know, I'm like, hey man, bro, have a good week, brother. Like hope you hope everything's good with you. And then you feel like you like they're waiting for them to go, bro. What do you want? Like. You know, like, bro, do you want something? Do you want some money, G? You want to, or the other one that I've noticed, like, being in the social media game, I suppose, for the last six months is like some people kind of waiting for you to go, bro, can you shout me out, G? Or can you, like, get me on, G, or something like that? But no, nah, I just want to be, what up? You know, 100%. and I think that's, that's where it starts, bro. You just got, and I think we do that really well. People like us do that really well. Um, checking in could be a message. It could be a, a phone call, it could be a DM, it could be a, a a Facebook status or a post or IG story or just something, just to let whoever's watching know, yo, that's us, we'll go through the struggles together. You know what I mean? And, and we all are, and that's another thing that people just don't get is that, you know, sometimes you look on the outside and, you know, I've got, I've got a few mates that are fucking successful as, mm. but, you know, you ask them how they're going and they they just like they're either gonna tell you I feel like shit, or they're just gonna go no 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 I'm all good I'm all good don't worry like you know. And I think like um it will come down to how how well you know the person 
You know what I mean? Like, it could be uh, something like you notice that they're not their funny selves. Or you notice that they're quiet or they're um, quite um, shut off from everything. Or, for example, if, if you have one of your boys uh, that posts every day and then you notice that he hasn't posted in about five days, then you think, oh, crap, okay, I'll just flick my message. Or that's what, that's what it could possibly look like. You know, it doesn't look like... I think that's the scary thing about mental health is it doesn't discriminate. Um, it, it hits anyone, bro, which is scary. Um, could be the happiest of happies to the lowest of lows. It doesn't care, bro. It can no. hit and it's a silent killer. Like some, and people don't mm-hmm. like, you know, like it's, it's, it's mentally, it's like playing on your mind and you just keep thinking about shit, you know, hundred percent. Mm. And the more you think, the more it gets worse and it's like a tidal wave of just more bad thoughts and more bad ideas. You know, it's crazy. I think like, I don't know if it's just our generation of, of, of Kings, but you know, our time and our days are so full of, of things. And I feel like the time where you're sitting on your bed and it's super quiet, you're not on your phone, you're not on a PS4, you're not on a computer, you're not on a laptop, even though there's nothing um, surrounding you, there's no sound, there's no visuals, your mind is still going 24-7. Like, you're still thinking about stuff that, am, am I, did I, did I do a good deed today? Or how come I still feel shit? Or, you know, like, I think that's the scary thing. And I think we try and fill our time with distractions, you know? Mm-hmm. Whatever that may look like. And in, in, in our case, it could be A-class drugs. Um, the- <laughs> I knew you were going to bring that up sooner or later. You know, I was waiting for it, eh? So I got it's a like- message from my mummy, and she's like, um, Are you doing A class drugs? Like, no, mom, I'm joking. She cause- <laughs> You put that me- in your fucking thing. You, you it's bastard. just Timmy. Timmy does it, not me, mom. Fuck, bro. The amount of coke I could get up this big hoary nose, G. <laughs> you, <laughs> you know? If I, like, one, I'm like, Here, it's all good, G, but I've moved to the side, my G. Oh, that's this, a beak, bro. This that's is a, a <laughs> this thing is this has had some mileage on the hongies, brother. I was gonna say that's a, okay. a trained nose, bro. I don't even have to come in, G. I just stand still, and they come in for the hongi, and then out. <laughs> <laughs> I just and they bop up. You have to have a nose like that, then have a short nose, and you end up nose and lips touching. Hey, but hey, twenty twenty, man, we're open to that stuff. But <laughs> I one one time, and 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 Margin, who's in the chat, and he is a piece of shit. Let's just put that Margin, just... piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> hey, and he knows this. I had somebody accuse me of 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 uh, I don't know, pandering pandering to to Maori and Pacific Island people. All right, and I just turned my head. <laughs> I was like, hold up, G. <laughs> This nose is from Waitara, G. Look at it, bruh. Look at it. Yes. Yeah. And then, and I'll tell you what, then Margin, Margin went to bat for me, G. See, that, that's that's one thing you can't say Margin is not. He will always go in and fight. Um, yeah, I feel that. Right, right or wrong. You know, there's, I've always had this thing. I don't know if it was just with my wife or not. Um, but I said to her, hey, if we're in public, you know, we show face. If you, if I, if I, if you feel like I'm being an asshole, or a dickhead, then tell me at home in our own house. 
don't tell me in public in front of people. And and I, I think that's kind of a natural thing. But amongst the boys, that's how it should be as well. Right or wrong, I'll support you. But when we go in-house, we'll talk our shit, get off our chest. Yeah. But... <laughs> Imagine as that, bro. <laughs> right or wrong, he'll go in and bet, and then we'll talk later. That's one thing, bro. Loyal to the soil, that dude, G, straight up. <laughs> That guy is, uh, yeah, and bro, and that's what I love about the bros so much, you know? 100, 100, bro. Yo, even though he said he was going to come up to Auckland last year to come and and uh, to my little uh, my little party that I had. Yo. This, bro, and then this dude, fuck, one hour ouchie, said, oh, no, I'm, I'm not coming. And that that is also one of Martin's special traits. Um, we call it letting you down. Uh, he's a very good... <laughs> The old special move. <laughs> the old Trump card. The, <laughs> <laughs> the old uh, people's letdown. <laughs> pulls the eye, uh, pulls the things out. Oh, 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 and then just runs out the door and never comes to your fucking parties. <laughs> oh, fuck. Oh, nah, but he is, he's, he's a good cat, bro. Yeah, Majin is one of the biggest frauds. You, you are correct. Yeah. But, um, nah, yeah. That dude, bro, I was just like, hey, how do bro, he's like, well, your skin is white, and, you, and I was like, bro, who the fuck are you, G? And then, yeah, everybody went in on this cat, and I was like, well, that's what you fucking get, G, straight up. What is it about, bro? That's yeah. tough. But, um, but, yeah, back to the back to the mental health stuff, bro. Um, What do you think of some, like, especially for Body Pacific Island um, men, more specifically, <laughs> like, what, what do you think is some key contributing factors bro that that bring either depression mental health illness bro like anything you know to do Yo, with um, mental health. okay um disclaimer alert i'm not a specialist <laughs> i mean, I mean in your in your fucking mind what i think is cool though is um you know I, this is what i feel and it's probably gonna buy me an ass but i don't feel like you need to be a specialist to um to acknowledge in yourself that you feel low you know what i mean like yeah. Only you can tell if you feel low. Uh, what's com- contributed to um, that? I think we've had a, we've got quite a staunch culture, bro. You know, like, uh, I think layer one as Samoan men, uh, the, you, you got to be tough. You got to be strong. Um, layer two, being a New Zealand born Samoan man, Tokelauan man, I think New Zealand adds a different culture as well, which is, you know, the harden up. Um, uh, hey, do you need some concrete pills? You know, all of that kind of talk to yeah. to kind of scare you off being vulnerable. I think I think step number one is being vulnerable, bro. Being vulnerable, being open to um to speaking your 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 hurt, bro. You know, like I think we're quite fortunate here in Porirua that there's um we've got a whole bunch of men's groups that are running because we we as a community we've acknowledged it it's it's that old saying, but it takes a village, eh, bro. You know, we we help each other. Um, I think that's uh, something that will help our men, our kings, is um, by surrounding yourself with other men who feel exactly like you, bro. You know, so it takes off the the judging vibes. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think poverty has a bit of a fucking thing as well. Oh man, I, I think. You know, this, it's in our blood, bro. You know, we come from a, a bloodline of of struggle, bro. You know, like that that's that's scary to me. You know, like you know, we're born with elements of uh, of hurt. You know, our our people were hurt prior to 
um, to, to us even coming here, you know, to New Zealand and all of that stuff plays in my mind a lot. I don't know why, bro. I feel like I'm such an old soul. Like, I feel like, oh, you hurt me. But it was hurt me. <laughs> and I just, I just have this really, um, as you know, my mindset towards things is um, pretty crazy. But nah, yeah, I hear what you're saying, bro. Bro, I, um, I was doing some, some research on the history of New Zealand Yo. and um, around why we have that. Because I, I have that curious, I have that question. I'm like very curious about that. Why do we have this tall poppy syndrome? Why do we have this harden up, you'll be right type male toxic masculinity type bullshit, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And I found out that there is a, like a, um, you know, after the Great Depression when everybody came back and was fucking dying and shit, mm. you know, like the men were, you know, the breadwinners. They were the ones that had to go out, they had to yeah. go and fucking, you know, while the while the 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 wahine would stay home and and look after the kids, yeah. you know, they had to do that. And then a lot of them were um, wood choppers, you know, like lumberjacks. And yeah. you know, and that era was like, yo, fuck, stitch it back up and get the fuck back out, you know. Yeah, bro. And that is just kind of thing down, you know. And that's why the culture of New Zealand is that's one of the thought processes around it. Yo. Yeah. That's that's crazy, bro. Like, I remember the first time, um, the first time I saw my dad cry, bro. Like, you know, for me, I don't know about anyone else, but whenever I see my mum or dad cry, I just cry straight away. I don't need to know what it's about. I just know, okay, for them to cry, it takes a lot. So there's a obviously a bit of hurt there. But I didn't. My first thought wasn't, "Hey, this man is crying. Why is he crying? Like, hard enough." My my, my first thought was. How do we fix that? How do we fix how, why he's crying? Mm. What, if it was hurt, whatever hurt him. Um, and I, I think that kind of set me up for for uh, being that person amongst my boys in my circle was, um, you know, let's chat. Let's talk about it. You know, like, let's, let's put it all on the table. We'll leave it here when we go and we'll carry on. Because I think, yeah, uh, you, you're right, bro. Like, like, I can't remember the first time I saw my mom cry, but. I've always remembered like certain parts where I'm like, bro, like, why, how, what yeah, can I 100. do? You know, and and that that's the first thing we thought. Where can you imagine had it been a culture, or well, it was a culture of, shut up, man, stop crying. You know, don't. Why are you crying for? Mm. I, I don't know why. I always remember these um these posts that I used to see on on social media of men crying, um, and then people commenting underneath it like. Um, things along the lines of, oh, why did you push record and then cry? You know, like, <laughs> like, and I was thinking, how can you attack someone that's crying? You know, how can you attack someone that's hurt? Um, and people were going in, like, people were saying, bro, shut up, man. Why are you crying on social media? Like, cry, were you crying and then you push record or did you push record and then cry? And yeah. I said, what a crazy world we live in where you're attacking someone who feels yeah. you know, vulnerable enough to... To, to open up it's strange though like why would you push report and cry <laughs> i'm like well, just cry like you're all good if you're sad just be sad and then fix it up you know have 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 some time to just then come on social media and go fuck you karen you fucking bitch. you cheated on me you bitch and then we're good but that's what i mean like, like i was that guy that, in the chat why is that the initial thought why is oh, okay. it not like 
oh shucks he's crying like the first the first person to comment was said something like that like so you're telling me that you got upset you set up your camera you push record and then he cried on camera and i thought why, why is that the first why is that the first thing we think about why is it not yo are you all good why are you crying you know? see now you make me feel bad because i'm next i'm next line it's like i am that's well, who i am well we all know that you're a piece of shit well, um, <laughs> it's nothing new <laughs> But straight up though, like, why would you do that? <laughs> I then, like, when oh, I read crazy. that, I was thinking, true. Yeah, why did you do it? Did you want likes for your tears now, jokes? But that sometimes that's it though. <laughs> <laughs> well, see, and then again, like, I just think we we can't be the ones to determine if that's the reason why. You know, like that's that's assumptions. I think that's tough, bro. Sorry, mate. I've just got to be honest with you. If I saw. Listen, if I saw you, you would never do that. Nah. See what I'm saying? Like, and it's not like a, a hard enough. It's more of a like, bro, like, go and talk to somebody that can help you or understand you, something like that. But don't just put it out. I I, I don't think it's a crying thing because I'm like that when somebody gets angry on social media mm. and, or somebody's like, this motherfucker cheated on me, stuff this. Like, I'm like, bro, shut up. Like, <laughs> sort it out internally, mate. This, this See, is time and that's that's tall poppy syndrome right there, live and direct, bro. Shut up, most. Well, where's okay, the exit okay. button? Where's the? <laughs> <laughs> uh, um. So what else has been like? There's a lot of there's a lot of contributing factors, I reckon, to this whole thing. But uh, I think for Maori Pacific Islanders, it really comes down like you got to think about it. It was not that long ago when they were the you know the providers of the land that, oh. you know and 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 i mean i mean that in like it wasn't like 40 years ago but we're talking like 200 years ago you know, no, you know yeah took it maybe six five six generations ago that it was like yo we come over here we're providers of the land um yeah and and you know they the the male had to be the provider like you know you know it's crazy i was, I was um i've been looking into a couple of things in and, and... You know, there's some men out there, like some of the older generation men that carry hurt their whole lives, bro. Like, you know, things, trauma that happened from their mid-twenties or, and, and they're like 60, 50s to 60s, and, and they're still carrying around that hurt. And I just think, man, that must be so draining to, to, to feel that and carry that for that long. Can't be healthy, bro. Nah, they say it's like... uh. I remember I used to kind of be like that. Eh? I used to always hold on to things and set up grudges in my head, you know? <laughs> I think there was... And then and, you see that person, eh? you see that person, you're like, oh, what's up, man? Hey. Nah, fuck that. Not me, dude. <laughs> hey. Not me. Hey, Not me. hey, as soon as they leave you a piece of shit, <laughs> you smelly whore. <laughs> fuck, you know that's my favorite word, G. <laughs> you know that's my favorite. Um... But yeah, I think uh, I think honestly, sometimes I, I pull it down to Michael Jordan. G. I I wanted no, to be no, like Michael, no, no, no. and I would be like, yeah. be like, this bro is fucking always got a bone to pick with somebody. I knew yeah. about Mike before the last dance shit. Yeah, hundred. You yeah, definitely. I think that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so 
I used to just like I used to play basketball. I was like, that guy talks this guy knew this guy and he said he talked shit about me, so I'm gonna come and go hard at him. Like, oh, I, was, yeah. I was trying to be Kevin Garnett. G. KG the big ticket. I was trying to be that guy. You know, I was trying to just just pick some up. You know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, bro. Yeah, bro. Nah, not really. Yeah, bro. Sorry, I'm just fixing the mics up. Um oh, you're good. You're good. So I think um, that's another one that I'm trying to get at is that um, like it does come down to and I brought up poverty before, bro. Especially in like our community, um, bro. Being and you, you don't mind if I say that your your profession, do? Mm, yeah, no, you're good, you're good, you're good. So being on uh, a councilman and, and being involved, what are some things that like um, I don't know, like that to, to go into poverty in Porirua or even in Wellington? That has um, kind of come out and then to help prevent. Yeah, man. I think like um, you know, I I used to work as a as a youth worker right here in Porirua. Um, we would uh, we would run workshops for youth and try and get them into employment. Um, so stock standard workshops or or um, seminars, they would say. Um, okay, so for this one, we want to teach them how to do their CVs. We want to teach them how to do interview skills. We want to teach them, um, you know, all of these things that I felt like uh, were um, important, but not where our people were or our youth. And our youth that I was looking after were 18 to 24-year-olds. And I keep saying to them, yeah, that stuff's important, but I feel like we need to go to a level underneath that, which is things like punctuality being reliable, um, work ethic, you know, the reason why they need to um, come to these workshops or the reason why you want to work. And and I think the reason why I thought that is because um, a lot of our youth uh, don't, um, they don't have the basic knowledge of, of, of how the working world works. You know what I mean? Like they don't understand that, okay, I can just pull out, I can just not turn up to work. It's a no-show. I can just, I don't have to be on time. Like, there's no real consequences or anything like that. And that's all I was trying to say is that, man, we need to teach our kids or our youth that you need to be on time and this is why. Um, you know, there's consequences for you to not turning up or there's consequences for you being late or, like, we need to work on that stuff first. And some of our people don't even have those things, which is not a bad thing. They just haven't been taught it. Um which is where I always trying to take us to like, yeah, that's cool. We can teach them about CVs and interview skills and, and all this other stuff. But there's, I feel like there's a level underneath that, that we need to teach them. And um, man, it was quite successful. That stuff was quite successful. Like teaching people or our youth in Porirua, um, why you need to be like that. Um, budgeting. I think budgeting, right, no one wants to go see a budget supper. Like I think our people don't know how to, um, uh, budget uh, as well as as we could, and, and that's me included. You know, I think we've, I've been quite fortunate enough to have a to always been in a two income household with both me and my wife. And man, even as two incomes, even we've struggled. You know, like I just think, man, there's, there's got to be a better way. You know, and I, I think like the stuff that me and you talk about, um, all these little side hustles that you were trying to do, and 
all these little ideas that we're trying to bring to fruition uh, 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 to help our families, bro. Like, you know, and um, I think that's important. I, I, I think the first thing I was trying to teach the youth was your why. What is your why? What is your why to waking up in the morning? What is your why to wanting to go to work? I'd give them an example that for me, my why is I have two young kids and a, and a wife that I'm the provider for. If I don't do this, then my kids go without or my wife goes without. And that's a lot of responsibility on, on us, but that's my why. Like it's not for fulfillment or, you know, career. It, it's it's to do it. Like sometimes you're not going to have your dream job, but you need to do that to get to the dream job. That makes sense. Yeah, that does, that does. I think, um, yeah, you're right. I mean, the CV, Yo, hundred. I mean, that's important, but man, all I was just all I was doing was was checking the temperature in the room, reading the youth, and and I felt like we needed to go in a different direction, and that direction was um, square one, like literally square one. Bro, I, I got a mate, bro, and he works in the. Uh, he works in uh, probation and things like that. And uh, yeah. I was talking around, I was talking to him around why, why is, is, is the, uh, the, the numbers, the statistics for uh, people in jail, um, why no. is it so high and things like that. He told me like, um, out of everybody in prison, in the, in the, in the correctional thing, yeah. everybody that's in there, Ninety-seven percent of all of them, their very first offence was traffic. No license was was. Yeah. That's how they get into the system. So you know, like getting them, a, a, you know, getting them their license. Thing, you know. Yo, hundred. And um, and, you know, and then and then that leads on to, oh, you can get your class.
Yo, G, hear me? Now you pause. Yo. Yo, 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 check, check, one, two. Most. Yo, 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 you good? Am I good? <laughs> Are you good? Am I good? Do I still sound like Barry White, dude, right now? <laughs> Wait, that was buzzy, bro. Right, I was just fiddling around with the fucking mic. People are thinking. But anyway, we're good. You know, this is why I, I need my own studio. Yeah, 100, man. This is why I'm trying. I'm trying Talk to, about dropping the ball. Check, check, motherfucker. Check. We good? Check, check. What's up, bitch? You're good, G. It's me. Is it me? Nah, it's, it's me. me, bro. It's me. It's all me. It's all me. I can, you know, I can hear you perfectly. Okay. Well, that's all that matters, right, bro? You know? Right. Anyway, bro, back to it. Um, um, yeah, like so. I think mental health going going into a depression, bro, and going into like, you know, into the, I've been there, bro. I've been there. I've been there a few times, mm. and it is quite um alarming. And and it's feel it's that feeling, bro, of of, of hopelessness, and that feeling of uh nobody gives a fuck about me. That I think like having people in your life that proved to it not just once or twice but kind of be that beacon of you, you know that guy he looks out for me bro and that's why the chicken's so good G. bro it's um i just think the whole reasoning behind the chicken was um so so people could see that the funniest of funny men and the most um outrageous men in social media um are still vulnerable you know, like we still struggle with with things, and um, I I feel like man, we we've achieved that already. Like you know, getting the boys in and and yarning. I think even having the debrief after is is even better. Oh, <laughs> but, um, that no, thing is crazy. The, the debrief at the end is like, <laughs> what the fuck? Where am I? Is this the same? Are these the same people that I was just on a podcast with? I don't know. <laughs> Uh, and for me, bro, Marge, Marge was like, you know what? He didn't even invite me, bro. Let's just put it out there. I had to invite myself, and I did. That really sucks, man. You know, and sometimes, you know, I sit there on a Friday, and I wonder, man, I hope this uh, link comes through, see? Never does, G. Hey, <laughs> that's because we're... You know, as young fathers and with young families, you know, there's priorities that we've got to look after. And man, the amount of times that we've had to say, sorry, boys, nothing this week. And it's like, oh, boo. You know, like people are waiting for us. And hey, remember, family first, man, you got to look after what you need to. Right, bro. That's right. You, you, you actually did it on the head there, brother. It's all about family yeah. first. And, um, yeah. And I, but like I said, bro, I fucking, I, I really enjoy coming on and just listening and just talking bro like uh yeah and it's it's grown me as a as a as a man too like being able to say like you know and keep people up and lift people you know 100 percent. and i feel like if we if only one person listens then that's a win bro that's a victory if only one person takes something away and we save that one person from um uh, from going into the 
depths, um, then that's a win, bro. Yeah. Where's the what's what's next for the chicken, bro? What do you reckon? Man, um, I think we've uh, flirted with the idea of um, of of trying to go. You know, because we we started the chicken for um for for lockdown, bro, mm. and um, lockdown is well and truly over. <laughs> so it's um it's about planning what it looks like next. I think next we're gonna try and maybe meet up and and have, bro. How cool would it be to sit around a table, bro, all of us together, you know, and have have plentiful microphones, plentiful headsets, got to have some snacks in the middle. And um and we just talk bro, we chop it up and face to face, bro. You know, the energy will be unmatched, bro. You know? It would be it would be crazy, bro. Like Yo, it would be so good. Like I I am I am all for that, bro. Like, you just let me know. I'll I'll make my way down there. Hundred percent, bro. Would love to have you there. Yeah, um, I think um I think yeah, you're you're right, bro. And it's the it's the people that's in it. I mean, you have like uh you have you have Joe Damon who was on and Terrell and all these people that you started with. And now you're stuck with me. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we upgraded, man. Oh. Everyone says stuck, but I say we upgraded. We've had a whole bunch of people come through. You know, we had Uskan come through. Uh, we had River come through. Uh, we had Kazi Trex come through. You know, like it's beyond the margin. Thank God for Benny, Wayno, you know, all of these lads, Alexo, that are uh, super happy people, super well-known people in the in the community. And, um, and to get them all on a Zoom, bro, it was amazing. And then we had our first meetup, and, and that energy of face-to-face was unreal, bro. Yeah, bro I bet that must have been nice. <laughs> I wasn't around at the time. Must have been nice. <laughs> Must have been a cool feeling. You know? uh, you're coming to the next one, brother. Straight up. Right, Angie. I told you I got a free. I got a free flight to Wellington, bro. Yo, hundred. You just tell me when, when and where. I can't wait for um. We got a. Even if it's not on the bakery run, because I know I've been hitting you up for ages and you keep denying me. <laughs> I will take you on an unrecorded bakery run in Polidua. And I will show you some things, bro. Like I don't know what I need to do to to make you say yes to me, but <laughs> the, moment, the moment I see, you know, I saw some people on there. I was just like, "What trash? Why did you get them?" Bro, I've been bro. asking you for so long, and there's only so much rejection I can take before I'm going to retaliate. And you know, the last thing you want me to do is retaliation. Okay? <laughs> it is a must. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, um, that's not how it works, and you know this. I've hey, told you multiple on. times. Okay? You get the better line, mate. Cap, <laughs> See? Cap that, just, that just yells out racism to me. Back of the bus. Get to the back of the bus, you took allowing man. Get to the back of the bus. <laughs> oh, shit. No, no, no. But, like, for real, um, we have to wait. Okay? Now, like, listen to me here. So season one was like when we did season one, bro, we had no clue. I was doing, I tell you, I was doing the first episode. I had no clue what we were doing. Like none. And I was just like, bro, what are we even doing here, Will? And Will's just like, bro, just talk about the pies, rate them out of five, and we're good. And then he put that out. And then it kind of was like, bro, this is mean. And then he was like, bro, we need to do another two. 
and then we need to do this we need to do that and bro it just kind of drew it just kind of drew attention to like what was going on and pies and everybody but then like season two came well now and then everyone's like where's all the females why are you guys not See? getting females on like everyone's been hitting me up saying how come timmy doesn't have tokelauan men on on the bakery run <laughs> Females and took allowing men, and I was just like, "Man, you have to ask Timmy why why he's been a piece of shit to us." You know, he's the minorities of this world. You know, he's um. So season three, we're just gonna do all females, okay? Oh, see, see? they have just pushed me to season four. I'm like, oh man, nah, but then like season four's back. Nah, nah. Season four is actually in uh, the Kaitaia, and then we come down <laughs> to season six is just in Palmerston North. <laughs> Maybe season seven, we might we might switch out. Oh man. no, no, no! But for yeah. real, season four, we, we we will be in Wellington. We're looking at doing a few dates and then just going in, doing two episodes a day, just getting it done. You know, bro, I want to meet this guy Will. Man, he's done some amazing things with you, bro. Like, and, and to hear that he's he's um he's offering his time and his services and it's amazing bro the, the stuff that he's creating he makes you look really cool bro like you know people what people don't know is is timmy's not really cool Tim, timmy's a piece of shit and, we, and we've known that for a long time but the way will makes you look on camera i'm like man he chopped it up and pieced it in a way that makes timmy look so genuine well i've got um, something coming out with regan and I, i'm actually intrigued to see how he's going to make regan not look like a piece of shit, piece of shit or a fraud <laughs> Hey, that's pretty accurate. You know, he's he's been there before. Uh, we all know Regan is a piece of shit. Um, Bro, let's talk about that dude for a second, eh? Yo, hundred. Because he never he never talks about me, G, on his podcast. <laughs> me too. I noticed that he doesn't talk about me. He he yeah, um, yeah. it's quite sickening actually. Um. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like waiting there. Come on, bro. Mention either Mose or you or me or someone. <laughs> Nothing. I'm just like, okay, Regan, I see what's happening here. You've obviously let it get to your head. Um, we won't hold that against you, but hey. Bro, somebody compared him the other day to Billy T. James. Can you hey, see what a crock of shit that is, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> I, think, I think Regan, to be honest, and this is not biased, bro, I think he's the best in the game, bro. Like, in terms of consistency, his content, you know, he's got at least three videos a week at the minute coming up. I'm like, holy hell, bro. How do you find time to do this? And, yeah, he does live in fielding, and there's nothing to do in fielding, but, bro, it's amazing, bro. Like, I, I honestly feel like Riggs is the best in the game and has been probably since lockdown, since lockdown hit, bro. I think, I think one, it's the concept that he comes up with. And, and, I don't know about Reek's thought process, but to me, it looks like he just, whatever he thinks, he's going to follow through. Like, it's not going to be like, oh, that's such a shit idea. I just think he just like, okay, what if I do this? There's going to be no room for, for not doing it. I'm just going to bang it out, you know? And, bro, he just, he just gets it done. Like, there's no, there's no excuse. It, it really pains me to watch his stuff, eh? Like, I'm like man, I can't stand you, you asshole. I know. Like, I, I sit there and I just, Shit. Shit. <laughs> he did it again. <laughs> bro, he made that, me laugh again. Oh, fuck that Aroha thing. Oh, bro, that is hilarious, bro. That's the best video of the year. <laughs> and that took over the fucking Teletubbies. Bro, even his, um, his, 
was it Yu-Gi-Oh, X-Yu-Gi-Oh? Oh, and that one too. Oh. And it's You're funny, like, bro, this is, I'm going to tell you, this pisses me off, mate. Okay? <laughs> so my missus, bro, you know, she sees what I do online. Never, yeah. never, never said I was, never goes, oh, that's cool. That's cool, Tim. Oh, that's, oh, I see what you said. That's funny. She never gives me that. Never okay? compliments you, eh? Showed her the Joseph Parker one, no laugh. Showed her the John Cumble, <laughs> nothing, nothing. All right? This bitch comes to me and she goes, have you seen this one? <laughs> It's hilarious. Did you dude. just whisper that? Did you just whisper? I said, this bitch just. This bitch. <laughs> I said, they said, Ken Phil. I said, bitch. <laughs> no, but she comes to me and she goes, Have you seen this guy? Like, he's funny, man. He's, he's probably the funniest guy I've seen. And it was Have that fucking little fucking <laughs> bastard with his little circle, little fucking Harry Potter glasses on. <laughs> <laughs> and I said, man, fuck that guy, man. He's not even funny. Oh, that's yeah. so funny. And then I, you know, then I put him around the house. Nah, I didn't bring him around the house. <laughs> I said, this motherfucker's not funny. You're not coming to my house, yeah. you piece of shit. Oh, but like, fuck, bro. Like, straight he's up. He's a genius, baby. bro. I, I, I reckon he's the best. He's the best, bro. There's no one else that matches what he's doing at the moment, bro. No one. And there's people that are trying. And the, the thing about Riggs, the even cooler thing about Riggs is he's not looking at it and going, I am the best. You know, he doesn't look at it as a, or I think as a competition. Like, he's just like, yo, let's just put some content out. You know, it's not a, it's not a competition. And he, yeah, and he's humble with it. But like, at the same time, bro, he's still a piece of trash. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fucking hell. But no, looking forward to um, working with him in the future when he gets famous. And uh, if he remembers us, yeah, man, she does. Bro, what do you know about this? Um, oh, can I ask a question? Sorry, yeah, bro, no, 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 no. A bit open, G. yo, um, I just want to do a massive shout out to, to Joey D for his um, his thing he's got happening tomorrow. Uh, lads, we need to talk. Um, Timmy's been brought on as the final panelist. Uh, congratulations, Timmy, that's a huge big deal. Thank you, bro. I don't have the button like you do to. You know, I was going to do it for you, but is that right? Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> I feel like we're um, the chicken again, G. <laughs> <laughs> no, but um, how cool is that, bro? How, how did you feel about getting asked to be on the panel? And secondly, how did you feel about being involved in something like this, bro? Like um, a, a live, almost a live show or a live uh, show with some lads and, and talking about mental health and stuff bro i think i think the cool thing about the chicken is that like we kind of know each other yo and like, i don't know the dude on the panel so it's gonna be like a filling out process yo and, you know like who knows what who's gonna speak yo. but uh like talking to joe on the podcast last week yeah and you know he was talking around the healing for himself mm. which i thought was interesting he Aww. says, like, he said, what was it? He was like, you know what? I think um, I, I want questions answered and I want to know what other people get into. And I thought that's coming from, that's a great kind of angle to come from, right? I'm not feeling very good about myself or about this or about that. So I'm going to create this thing and we're going to try and I'm going to put myself in. He's like, puts himself in a very vulnerable position. Yo, Andrew. Uh, yeah, so. I'm looking forward to it. It is tomorrow. I'll be racing to get out there. Bro, I think that's so cool for Joey to do that. 
like you know if you know joey he's um he's, he's the he's one of those guys that walks into a room and everybody looks at him like the energy that he he has um and for him to do something like this using his platform and and organizing quite possibly like one of the, the best panels to have a chat about making this again normalizing these kind of conversations i think it's huge bro yeah it's gonna be i, I don't like i know nothing around the format or anything like that mm-hmm. and i think that might be might be a good thing like you know you just yeah. go in speak your truth and then away you go and and disclaimer i am no expert on uh no expert that's what i mean you're not going in as an expert that's what i think is cool you're going in as that's improvised project you know like you're going in as yourself bro as a man who has uh has had these kinds of conversations with himself and with some people as well but bro, that's the beauty of it man like you, you'll be able to do it bro have you ever thought about doing one in uh your place i have bro i have thought about it and i just didn't know what it was going to look like um yeah maybe maybe we'll do something like that definitely not margin on the panel Definitely, please. No, <laughs> please, for the love of God, please. The amount of rubbish that guy will go. <laughs> and then just like, like what do you reckon, most? <laughs> I know. <laughs> yeah, All right, talk about hospital passes, bro, man. Because he's the king of the hospital pass, don't you? But so are you, G. You always oh, you do that to me all the time. No, I don't. You do that on the chicken. You know why? Chicken. There's a reason why, bro. It's because... um. Not many people can take the pass and 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 yarn. You know what I mean. Not many people can. You can. If I ask you something, you'll do it and you'll talk and you'll bring up some well-informed information. And with margin, nah, you're just gonna get bullshit on top of bullshit with margin. Oh, bro. I remember when I was. Well, it was something. It was. Oh, it was around the election. <laughs> and, oh, I remember and, that one, bro. Yeah, and we're sitting there, and he goes. It was a, no, it was around the, the 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 referendum. Yeah, that's right. He he fucking said some random number off the top of his head, and I came in. I was late, but I was watching, and I come in. and I was like, actually, that's not true because there's only <laughs> five point something. You know, there's only like in New Zealand, there's not that many people, man. <laughs> and he's like, no, no, no. It was like three point. It was like three point two million people voted, and I was like. There's only 4.8 people, million people <laughs> in New Zealand, Margin. You're telling me that, you know, they all voted and the little kids that can't vote and the people <laughs> in the prison and all this, they, and he was like, oh. And then he just shut it up. And I was like, man, fuck you, Margin, you piece of, you piece of trash. You dirty whore. <laughs> but no, I, I, I do like correcting him. I, I, I do I do find a little, little just a little place in my heart that I'm like, oh, yeah. yeah. Just <laughs> Take that. Put, put him in place. Take that. Yeah. Um, but no, like seriously, man, like I would I would if you wanted me, bro, I would fly down for that. No problem. Hundred percent, bro. And I think it'll just oh it'll be cool to hear. Um man, I wish they were showing this somewhere, like for those of us not in Auckland, so we could have a look at it and I'd love to see the format, what it looks like. But I think that's the beauty of bro, well when me and you catch up next time, you will have done the show. And and we'll be able to chat and see what it looked like. Eh? I think, I think also not being online. That's just, I mean, it's it's, gifts, it's a gift and a curse because I think you know getting out to more people, 
you know like this is what it is but also like having that yo you're there yo you know this is i understand you, that you know what i mean you i understand I mean? that yeah yeah i understand but, that but still like either i'm cool like yeah yeah i just i just think that what joe's doing is is, is using this platform to have conversations mm. and it, it needs to come from a place like that bro mm. and like it can't be just a little tick box thing like okay yep one mental health show done yeah another you know like it needs to come from a place like joey said it's for healing self-healing man it's huge you reckon bro here's another question how how much do you think social media affects mental health bro i think 2020 it's it's one of the biggest i think it's one of the biggest man like um think about people who and this is why i don't want to give my kids a cell phone this is a little tangent but i think it's important to it is i've, I've got an 11 year old and a 10 year old daughter you know i've got two daughters um and social media like you know they came home one day and like dad can we have a phone and i said no um and i didn't tell them why i don't want them to have a phone but my thinking behind it is you know at a young age kids get given phones um they get given uh social media you know i know people who have made facebook accounts for their kids you know i'm just like for me it's like opening up a whole world of of um uh what's the word it's like you know posting photos for likes versus posting photos for feelings you know what i mean like like posting something and it's a photo of them getting like dressed in a nice dress or something and then they'll be like uh it's, it's a want to be um acknowledged you know be recognized by other people and the way to be cool is by the amount of likes that you get if that makes sense and i didn't want my kids to start posting things and getting to the mindset of oh man i'm not cool enough because this only got three likes you know versus um you know this is just me this is you know me at lunch or whatever the situation is but posting things because it feels good versus posting things for uh to be accepted bro you know what i mean i think yeah, that's yeah. that sucks bro i don't want my kids to feel like that at such a young age you, you know think, my kids think, sorry brother do you think like you? um like if you if you busted it all down mm. you could probably pinpoint the point of and i know there's other contribu- contributing factors there's many yeah but in terms of like the main factors comes down to comparison mm, 100% bro it's, it, that's like the catalyst to a lot of things because we're always comparing to you know like comparing to each other and the social media is like the equipment that gives you the power to compare yourself to another person yo 100 because I mean right now, scary, bro. right now bro like I look at the you know like the, like the landscape of you know like the light and light I mean, right now, bro, like, I had to change my mind. Like, yeah. My mindset was all around viewers, you know? Yeah. I was all around, you know, I'm a Twitch streamer. How many viewers am I getting on average? How many, like, how many people are fucking with my shit? How many people mm-hmm. are doing this? How many people are doing that? 
do they like what I'm doing? And it, yes. it's it, it didn't. I've I saw it. I saw it take people to dark places. It didn't happen to me, but I saw myself slowly dipping that way. And I was like, you know what? I'm just gonna move to a more friendlier format and that's the podcast. And Yo. you know, it's it's man. I feel so much better. I think I stopped caring a long time ago. Like, um, like the mindset from the get before I had social media was like, like what I said. Or if one person takes something away, um, then that's a win. You know, I'll, I'll, I'll keep the same energy for one viewer versus a hundred viewers. I'll keep the same energy. But what I learned growing up is not everybody's like that. Like, not everybody has that. Um, for me, what was normal. Not everybody has that kind of, uh, which was said to me that it's it's a strength to be able to feel like that, um, which I think is is pretty buzzy to a buzzy way to put it. But I don't want my kids growing up in that world, man. That world is crazy, you know. Um, it's funny because uh, my kids are on this TikTok app, bro. And TikTok, <laughs> that's funny to me, bro. Like, like you have some. Um, introvert people who can film a 15 second dance clip of them dancing high energy and then post it but when you see them face to face they can't even look you in the eyes or they can't even you know which i think is hilarious i think man this that is the world we live in now like Mm. that's what social media has done to us we can't have face-to-face conversations you know like i was the man on msn straight up ASL, yo. Right, that's, where I used to, that's where I used to catch. catch fish. No, oh. but, but no, that's where I used to catch catch those catfishes. You know what I'm saying? But um, nah, like that was the birth of it, right? Yo, Bebo, uh, all that shit. Bro, that was like you know, speaking of MSN, that was like the first time that I'd ever been um into anything like that. But I remember the feelings it gave me, like, holy, we can say anything. Like, yeah, they don't yeah. even know who we are. And I remember, like, the first time someone said, ASL. And I was like, ASL. Like, I, I had no idea what it was. Um, And then, um, like, things like that, bro. Like, even then I was quite young. But I was like, man, what a crazy world we live in where you can go into a place on the internet and nobody knows who you are. And you yeah, can just, yeah. you can be a fool, bro. You can talk stupid if you that was the first time i was like um hey um, send me a photo of your bum you know like stuff like that <laughs> <laughs> i'll send it to my mates obviously like my boys but i was just like what a what a crazy world where you can find the courage to do something in a virtual room bro how crazy is that i was a very early at that uh adopter of the internet yeah. i was like i was very very early when it first started coming out and yeah, i was like fuck this is next level bro but then think about it so we transitioned from msn what was the what was the uh, upgrade from that after that MSN to, i mean yahoo messenger was the jam yeah <laughs> to get on the yahoo messenger i can tell you're a bit of a freak man i can oh, what, oh, what? <laughs> and then there was the bebo i think the bebo, bebo was see? the next logical thing and then it was the facebook Bebo was like game changing because that's when you had to put a face up, you know, that's when people could see who you were. And 
I remember the first photo I posted and I was like, holy, oh man, I look like a snack. And, you know, obviously <laughs> I was the only one who thought that at the young age of 14. Um, but hey, I, I blossomed late and, I, and now look at me, I'm a specimen of an animal. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the glow up the glow up is real <laughs> oh man but um yeah it's it, it was really strange bro like at that time like and even like text messages like you couldn't just get it hard out like it was like text 100 uh free free oh, uh, no. weekends you know bro like see i just i'm i'm so scared bro of my kids growing up in a world like this like we we uh your your worth is determined by other people's um i guess reaction to you you know what i mean like you know for me i've i've been quite fortunate enough to be comfortable in my own skin and um i've realized that not everyone's like that but i don't want my kids to grow up and think that it's such a sad world that that we live in i think i think so too i'm i'm really that's a legit concern yo 100 you know, you know? bro 100 it's a legit concern because you know um my daughter's the same age as yours and Yo. um, she's like can i get a phone i was like can you clean your room <laughs> can you pay some rent <laughs> but even like listen, this is you've really struck a nerve with me now <laughs> but even like um i don't know if i'm just a psycho dad and and chat you can correct me if i'm wrong but even when my kids started playing playstation and you know and my rule was i don't want you to add anybody like random i don't want you to accept any friend uh, random friend requests i made them their own account and i put some rules in place i don't want you to put a headset on like when you're playing because all i just thought was man anyone can speak to my kids at this time um and i don't want that to happen but i also was like i'm i think when i when i talk about it now i feel like such a psycho dad because i think um that's my mindset at school for them as well. Like I don't want them to hang out with people, certain people because they might influence them in a, um, in a negative way, or they might teach my kids about things that I'm not ready to teach them about. You know what I mean? Yeah, I get you, bro. I'm, I'm a bit like that. Yeah, I'm like, don't um, hang out with them. Like, don't like, hang out like, with those white people, you know, like, no, my kids are white, man. <laughs> I'm allowed to say that. My kids are white. <laughs> my kids are white. No, but, like no, no. i just think 2020 oh man you you've really hit a soft spot for me like i've I've always been scared of my kids growing up um in the world like this man like the world right now i think is is made for people like like us because we're resilient we've been through a lot of shit we we know uh well we we don't care about what people think about us you know we're quite comfortable in our skin we're quite um we're quite open to having conversations with each other like hey bro i didn't like how you did that to me but my kids at this age and 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 at this mindset i don't think they're there they're even there and why they're not there is because i'm protecting them from everything you know what i mean like i don't want that shit to happen to my kids i don't want my kids to move out you know what though like like you brought up a good point around people that bro when somebody does you wrong like talk about it. like have a conversation i'm not going yeah. to scrap but also don't let it fucking fester in you and then pick and choose when you feel like you want to talk about it. like 
I, man, now you got me talking about my kids. Like, I just feel like they're so, um, you know, cell phones, you know, internet, just everything is accessible now. Way more accessible than when I was growing up. I remember, I remember locking my door when we had a dial-up, you know, we had dial-up internet, and he used to make that. <laughs> <laughs> and I remember like I, I remember being so secretive Like oh man I gotta close the door I gotta do this And the reason why I was doing that Is because When I was going online I was turning into a character bro. I was putting on this little hat of Okay what can I do I'm super confident like, Oh I'm super I don't want my kids to go through that And the lessons I've been teaching my kids is Hey it's okay to be who you are now Like you don't have to be anybody else You know And I try and pick out Some of the um, Their beautiful traits that they may look as flaws and harp on about that and um i, I was saying to my kids um, like i'm still i'm quite lucky as a dad um that my kids you know when we go in public they still hold my hands if we go into the supermarket like uh, that's not me saying hold my hand or you're not getting a chocolate that's just them coming <laughs> in <laughs> That's the is thing that, coming is that, to me. Hey, is that your, what your missus is saying to you? Or? <laughs> Come on, mate. I mean, hold my hand or I'll get your you chocolate. Mean, that's my kids. Like, they, they run to me and hold my hand. And I think, man, at some stage, what's sad about this is at some stage, it's going to stop. You know, so at any time I'm like, I'm thinking, okay, this could be the last time they're going to run to me and hold my hand because one day they're going to wake up and just go, oh. and And what I've been dreading is my kids saying, oh, you're so embarrassing, Dad. It's such an embarrassing. <laughs> but it's funny because I found myself like, okay, I'll learn a TikTok for my kids. <laughs> and we did it, bro. We did it. And I slayed it, bro. I was so good. And my kids were like, whoa, dad, you're awesome. And literally the next week after, like, they're like, oh, you're so embarrassing. I'm just like, man, you're playing mind games with me, kids. <laughs> Oh, I'm going to strike man. you. I don't want to strike you again, my kids. <laughs> <laughs> I will strike you again. But I just think kids are my soft spot, bro. My family is my soft spot. And I think and I think if I tie it up to what we've been talking about all night, bro, we're protectors, man. We're That, that plays a part in our mental health. Like, you know, like, yeah. Thank you for doing this, Tim. I, I just feel like an emotional wreck now. Oh, I'm sorry, brother. Let's, let's, let's switch it up, eh? Yeah, please. How, what experiences do you reckon that like inform people around like mental health? Like how how did you know what mental health? Because I went through it, man. I honestly went through it, and bro, I want to share. Um, probably the first time I ever felt like uh, things were getting overwhelming. Um, this is not a dig or anything, bro. When when shit hit the fan with the the Duco company. <clears throat> like it, that was probably the first time I felt um, low, and the reason why I felt low is because I felt like my my hand my actions have single handedly jeopardized my family, and I was just thinking, oh shit! And I'm not just saying my family is my wife and kids, but my family is my mum, my siblings. You know, like you know, when you when you come home from work and there's media sitting outside your house, or when you go to your mum's house and there's media at your mum's house and you know, I just felt like, man, this is overwhelming. Like, I, I have caused this single-handedly. So I actually went into a phase of, like, closing the curtains, bro. Closing the curtains during the daytime because I didn't want to be seen by anybody. Uh, I think a fear of it was um, 
um, like anything could get could get posted then. You know, I kind of, I turned my phone off. Uh, I closed the curtains during the day, turned the telly off. Um, thinking about it now, I'm like, man, what a bitch. I should have just manned up and just said, fuck y'all, I'm ready to fight. I don't give a shit about anyone. But that was the first time I dealt with anything like that. So I felt like, because people were getting in my ear like, bro, you need to get a lawyer. Uh, they're going to take your house. You know, you're going to get legal fees. You're going to, and I was just thinking, and I just have to be prepared either way for it. Um, so I, I, that was kind of the first kind of, um, the first kind of taste of, of being low. And I didn't talk to anybody, bro. I literally shut down um, my whole house. My wife was away in Australia. Um, I was home by myself a lot. I was off work. They, the work told me not to come to work because I was too much of a risk. Um, so I literally closed the, the curtains during the day and they stayed closed for about two weeks, bro. But within those two weeks, um, my friends turned up out of the blue. Like my friends turned up in my house and um, I, I had been avoiding knocking so on the door. Like I wasn't opening the door and um, my mates turned up, bro. And, and they just walked in. They knew that the, where the key was and they walked in and I was like, whoa. Like covering up because I was naked and I hadn't showered in two weeks. I was like, what the hell? I was like, boys, man, shucks. Turn away so I can put some pants on at least. Um, but I just felt like almost instantly, like I just remember thinking, oh man, like instant relief. Um, I just felt like, like it just, just seeing them made me feel like, oh man, what a really good to have you here. I can fight this. And that's kind of when I started coming back, bro. That's kind of when I started going back to social media. I um I went off social media for a whole year, and that's when I lost um, the first Beast Most page. Um, I went off everything for a whole year, and it was one of the most refreshing years that I had, bro. You know, like not worrying about anything, not caring about anything, and um yeah, that was kind of the first time I felt it. And I think from then, a valuable lesson was my mates. You know, having boys that acknowledged. That I was down and out, you know. I stopped replying in the group chats and I stopped um, answering the calls, and um, they just came around. And sometimes that's what it takes. They just need to, people just need to go avoid all the the normal um, kind of uh, symptoms or triggers and, and just turn up. You just got to show up and go through it. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I was very similar to you, bro. Like, not obviously not to that scale, but. I got to a point where I was just like, oh, I had enough of everything. Leave me the fuck alone. I'm just going to do my own buzz. Don't talk to me. Don't do nothing. Mm-hmm. And it was always a, like a tr- like, and it wasn't like a trigger. Like it wasn't something that hit me straight away. It was just something that built up, built up, built up. Built up. Yo. A lot of the times it's that, um, it's that, can I explain it? Just the build up of, of this negative oh the negative self talk was pretty much what it was. I was just talking to myself around how shit I am and why the fuck that's tough, that bro. Thing. That's a dark place, bro. Yeah, bro. And you go there and you you doubt yourself and you doubt who you are as a person and you doubt mm. everything. Like you just fucking doubt it, you know? And um so yeah, bro, I think um majority wise, I think um people kinda go through that, you know. Yo, can I ask you, bro? What what pulled you out of it, bro? Like, um, my missus just goes to me, like, "Yo, you need to get the fuck out of the house, man. Like, this is <laughs> this is getting yo. bad, yo." And and that was when, like, yo, I was uh, 
there was a there was a collection of shit that happened. Like I busted my knee real bad. Like I was basketball was all I knew. Like it was just it. Like that's I would play four times a week. Five and six, I was watching NBA with my boys, and that was fucking gone because I blew my knee out. And so like I was I was fucking bedridden for like six months. And and then like you know then that turned into you know work dramas and everything oh, else going on and then you know and then then that's when i found out i was having my um my my daughter and um you know there's that expectation of fuck bro i was you know how am i gonna fucking pay everything you know how am i gonna how am i gonna sort out everything and there's those stresses of, of that but you know yeah my missus was just like you know it's all gonna be all good like it's just get you out of the house get you in the shower have a wash Put some yeah. pants on. Put some pants on and get the <laughs> fuck out of there, you know? And that's really what it was. And yeah, yeah, and I'm very thankful to her. And I think, bro, like, not to cut you off, but I think women in our lives play such a huge part in that part. Like, I think about, um, like, because Haley wasn't here. She literally, so I dropped her off at the airport uh, on the Sunday. Uh, she went over for a family thing, and um, uh, she came home early from her trip. And I think as soon as I saw her, I just felt relieved as well. Like, I just think there's only, there's only certain people in your life that can give you that sense of, hey, it's all good. We got this. And, and your partners or your wives or your queens is one of them, bro. Yeah. How do you think kids these days kind of get informed around? There's a lot of people that get into a depression and they have no clue what it is. Yeah, I think yeah. just got to start normalizing those conversations, bro. Yeah. Like a new, I reckon it needs to start at school, bro. Like I think it needs we can to talk start. About that, G. Like yeah, I think it needs. I think it needs to start at school. Like, um, I think kids need to be taught about these things early so they acknowledge it, or recognize it when it comes up. Yeah, we don't have that. I never had that growing up, bro. Never. Health never class, bro. Health never. class was all around condoms and fucking, you know, reproductive systems and, you know. I kind of remember doing that, bro. Like, I don't even feel like we had that chat at school. Oh shit! No wonder. <laughs> no wonder why there's like little little beast moses hanging around Potty Door that, that are unclaimed. The old unclaimed <laughs> Moses. <laughs> Got a couple in Topo. <laughs> no, I just think, like, man, we we not see. This is another thing, like education, bro. Can I go off a tangent? Can you let me go off on this tangent, go, bro? Brother, go. Like education, bro. When I think about my life right now, uh, uh, the things that I've achieved in my life, um, I don't know what part of that is due to having a good education. Like I can't remember much about, it's probably hard talking to you because you're a teacher and you'd be like, shut your ass up, bro. You needed school. But I feel like school's important, but we need to teach subjects that will help us when we leave school like man if i had been taught about um let's just say for example budgeting if i was taught at school budgeting or or the flow and effect from having a, a, a bad budget or not having a budget in place you know like life lesson stuff life life skills like if i was taught things that when i left school i would feel like okay i feel ready to take on adulthood i can walk into the job i, I need to do this i need but I reckon that would have changed my life so much, bro. Like, 
Yeah. I don't want to hear about bloody Captain Cook, the bastard. I don't want to hear about, um, I don't want to hear about, hey, let's talk about who wants to do Japanese this year or who, <laughs> who, who wants to cut up a frog? You know, like, I want to hear about all, I want to hear about like, hey guys, when you leave school, there's certain things that you need to do to um, make the clock tick in the world. You need to find a steady job. You need to learn how to budget your money. You need to learn how to do this, do this, do this. Because when I left school, I was so scared, bro. Like, yep. I didn't feel prepared to do anything. I actually signed up for um, for Polytech out of fear that I wasn't ready to do anything else. Oh. Uh, and I studied one year at Polytech. I did music, bro. And music, I needed music because I was like, okay, what can I do and, and, um, and pass? And I failed it. I found music. I stopped going, bro. I was just like, oh. Bro, have you ever noticed that, like, how race, how fucking racial it is that they call it polytech, dude? Yeah, but <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's funny. Like another tendency to that. Why are things when when there's huge sales at shops? Why is it called Black Friday? Oh, bro. <laughs> Shit, bro. Let's not go there. Shit. No, like education, we don't even bro. do that in New Zealand either, bro. There's places that are black, bro. I was in America when Black Friday actually happened, bro. Yo, how was that, bro? It was fucking loopy. I didn't even know what was going on. I went up to Walmart to go and get me some fucking, I don't know, I was getting a t-shirt or some shit, and there was this people in like camps, like tents and camper vans, bro, just waiting. I'm like, what the fuck is going on here? And then yeah. I saw how much things were. They had like, like they were just trying to get rid of shit. It was crazy. I just yeah, I I saw I only saw videos of it and people are fighting over TVs. They just yeah, but um yeah I I, I think but to, to go back to your thing around education, bro. Straight up, hey, get the fuck out of my chat, just so you know there. Focus, <laughs> it's not me. focus here, mate. Focus here. Me. Hey, I'm. I've got a mod. I've got a mod in there. I'm. T- <laughs> <laughs> oh. Bro, yeah, I, is that is that is that what you want to do, bro? You want to get into here? You want to get into the older Twitch streaming? Is that what you want to get into, bro? Uh, no, I don't know, bro. I'm a latecomer. No, you stay on the education, man. Oh, sorry, education, G. Uh, here's the problem. Okay, here is the the catalyst to the problem of you you saying that, and it, part of it does have to do with, um, you know, like the curriculum. Mm-hmm. You know, there are things in the curriculum around money matters and oh. learning around taxes and mm. there's stuff in the curriculum. That's, that's what it is, but it's the teachers. Bro. Oh, yes. It's just not Speaking. a lot of, a lot of them are very old. Oh, and, that's ageism. Oh, hold up. <laughs> I haven't finished my sentence. Okay. And do not, and are very stubborn and do not want to, you know, they've been taught this certain way of doing things. Yeah. And they don't want to conform because it's easier to just photocopy something and then just, you know, oh, yeah, just do this. And we're good then to actually put effort and time into understanding what exactly is going to be beneficial for my students in the long run. And um, and that's what it really comes down to, I reckon. It's not really the government. Like, you could say, yo, you need to put this and this and this in the curriculum. And then, yeah, but like the horses that have to run the race, these teachers, you'll get a, you'll get a good hundred of them that are like, sweet, 
Still at the end, the rest of them are these broke down blue factory horses that are like, I'm just here for the pay, you know? Yeah, you know, it's, I think, you, yeah, I think that's accurate. Um, like, my wife's been a teacher for about 13 odd years, 14, 15 odd years. Um, and I, there was a time that I wanted to be a teacher. Um, but I just felt like I would have got too attached to the kids, bro. Like, I, I think the, the job that I have now, I'm getting too attached to people, you know, like, because I can't just leave. If I know somebody's struggling, I want to try and help to fix it. You know, I don't want to. I can't let them struggle and then come to school and then be, I want to be involved in the problem, bro. I want to help them get out of the problem, mm. which I learned is um, there's lines. Yeah. <laughs> you you, you got to stay out of their personal lives. And unless you are that particular, but um, you got to learn to cut, G, you know, you got to learn to just go, nah. Can you do that? Can you honestly say that you go home and you think, oh man. I've had practice, G, I'll tell you how. Because coaching, mm. coaching basketball, especially in high schools, you have them all the way up to their 18, 19, when they're about to leave oh. school, and then you get sad, and then you move on. And I had a lot of practice. I've coached high schools for something like 20-something years nearly. Okay, I'm, I'm, old, I'm an old horse, G. Okay, but like, yeah, I had practice with that. But, I mean, bro, I'm going to have, I'm going to be fucking crying rivers do this you know when my year eight kids have to leave off the high school <laughs> bro Wait, can i share a story yeah um it's 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 so stupid bro but there's only been a couple of teachers in my life where i felt like i listened to them and i took value in what they said to me um one of them was at my primary school bro um shout out to bay north uh, her name was mrs thompson bro um, from what I remember, like I haven't seen her since I was in primary, but from what I remember, she had short hair. Um, I, I think she was a dyke. Um, I don't know. She had <laughs> she had these piercings in her ears, and yeah. <coughs> but I remember she came to class one day, and uh, she's just like, "Okay, kids, this is um this is gonna be my last week at school," and I just remember thinking, "I'm so angry, I'm so upset, bro," and for some reason, um. The whole class got upset and started throwing things around the classroom, like, <laughs> like almost a tantrum of, of primary kids. And I remember I went up to the um, I went up to this little cliff, cliff, and I said, "I'm gonna jump! I'm gonna jump!" <laughs> <laughs> Why I think it's funny is because I went to that cliff about two months ago because it's just around the corner and it's not even a cliff, bro. But back then it was like if I had jumped, all that would have happened is I would have done a roly poly. <laughs> Um, I remember back then thinking, I, I don't want you to leave. And, I, and the reason why I said that is because that teacher helped me, but she uh, made me feel valuable. She made me feel like um, like I was super smart, you know, like not many teachers give you that. Other teachers make you feel shit, like you're dumb, like you don't belong in that particular class. But teachers are so important, bro. And I think you are that cool teacher, bro. You're the nah, cool teacher I'm to these asshole, kids. G. I'm a straight asshole. <laughs> Thank you, brother. Yeah. I, th I think um, for me, bro, as an educator, my job is to make it coming to school every day different and fun and for them to feel just to pump, just to inject confidence that's all i need to do because if, if a kid has confidence they'll try hard 
And that's so it's the pivotal, byproduct. Bro. That's so pivotal, especially to our people. Yeah. Like our people, um, again, these are just um things that I've experienced. Like our people are we're suffering silence kind of people. Like you wouldn't know that a student is struggling at home because they'll come to school, they'll smile, they'll participate in the classes. You wouldn't know that they go home and it's a broken home or a broken family, you know? You don't. And then you, you figure you, it out later on and you're just like, whoa, this kid, you know, loves coming to school. You know, and that's why I felt like that's why I feel like teachers are so pivotal in our kids growing up, bro. I learned I learned that. I learned that about confidence. Like through basketball, yo, like I was just like, keep this kid. I knew he could shoot, and he was missing everything. And I'm just like, yo, keep shooting, bro, because you know, hey, so you, it's gonna, it's you're due for one to hit. You know? drop. Yeah, one of them's gonna drop. You know, and then you just like, hey, it's due, it's due, it's happening, it's happening. And then you know, because it's mental, it's a mental game. Hundred percent, bro. And it's the same with school. Like, listen, if there's a kid, in, if there's a kid in the class that um is like struggling with maths let's say maths right bro and if i just go are you shit g like bro what is this uh, how like did you not listen to what i taught yesterday of course they're gonna click off and go man stuff this dude like i would if my boss said to me yo you're not good at doing your reports mate you're really you're really crap then I'll just be like, well, fuck, what do I do these then? Why don't you do them for me? And then but that's just, what I mean, like, as much as you, as much as you have influence to, to be the super cool teacher that could build them up, and right, if you build them up from primary, that sets them up through intermediate college, like potentially they could set them up for life, bro. Like their 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 feelings, you know, like you are building their feelings from a young age, but you also have potential to break it, bro. Yeah. You also have potential to to set up a kid for life that feels like a failure, bro. Like feels like I don't want to try this because they'll laugh at me. I don't want to try this because it'll be wrong. And I think the biggest thing too, and this comes from basketball too, is the fear of failure. Like normalizing that because, bro, you go to bus, you go to the rim, bro, and get blocked. You know, you learn. You just go, shit. I know not to. I need. I know I need to use my left hand. You know, you know what's funny about that, bro, is I think it's part of the it's part of your environment, bro. And I say that because when I was at college and I played basketball, you know, we used to celebrate getting one block, bro. Like if, if one of the boys got a block, we'll be like, whoa, we'll hype it up, bro. Yo. But what we notice is that when we're hyping up the block, the other team is just getting a rebound and putting it up again. Like they don't care. Like yeah, you get yeah. blocked, it's just like, bro, it's, it's not gonna score you two points if you get a block. So while we're celebrating um what we think is cool. But other schools are, are just like, bro, that's only one aspect of the game. Like, we'll just get the rebound, put up a shot again. And I feel like, holy shit, we're celebrating the wrong things, mate. <laughs> bro, that's society, bro. Yeah. That's not just basketball. That's everywhere. No, 100 You know, we're, we're, we're celebrating something like handwriting. Mm. When the last time anybody wrote a letter was like 1997. <laughs> like, you know, like a, a handwritten letter. We're, we're celebrating... Um, things like, um, if we're talking around maths, things like, uh, like, uh, algorithm type, carry the five type things, mm-hmm. when actually that doesn't really teach you much. It's all around the strategy of, and knowing how to do stuff. And I think like, you know, if, if, like you said, if we normalize, um, rejection, 
Yeah. It'll be easier to take, bro. You know, yeah. like, when was the last time you felt rejected, bro, as a man? I don't want to get into this, bro, but every night when I ask the middle, <laughs> I'm like, hey, hey, what king? Are you, hey, hey, king. <laughs> and then it's just like, fuck off. <laughs> you dirty whore. <laughs> you smelly whore. Get away from me. <laughs> you asked for that, G. Straight up. You walked okay. right up to that. She could get off. Go and get the fucking go and get your hand lotion and sort it out for yourself. Go get your Nivea for men. Aloe vera tissues in the cupboard. Off you go. Oh. <laughs> You know what to do. You know what to do if that's how you're feeling, mate. Get out of here. <laughs> oh, cheekus. <laughs> uh, but no, I, I mean, apart from that, I don't know, bro. Like, I, I, I just, bro, I get rejected all the time. I just keep moving, you know? I don't think about it. It's just a learning process. Oh, no, yeah, there's a couple of things that I've been kind of rejected on, but I just, I'm the type of person that uses it for fire. Yo, 100%, bro. I'm, I'm the same as well. I'm the same as well. Like, man, I remember now Now we're digging right into some really hurtful spaces at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> well, I remember the first, um, I guess, formal or ball I went to as a primary kid. And I remember when I asked this girl, hey, do you want to dance? And she's like, ooh, gross. And I remember thinking, you selfish bitch. You don't know who the hell I, I can rock your world. And I was only eight or nine. <laughs> But I remember feeling like, I can't believe you said no, you smelly bitch. And I just remember <laughs> I walked away. I walked away. And I remember I, I, the next year, the formal time came up. And I remember thinking, okay, I'm going to ask every single girl except her. Like I was trying to, um, I was trying to prove to her, hey, you left me. You made me do this. Like, but she didn't care less about me anymore. But I remember thinking, turning rejection. And I think at that time I felt, holy shit. Why am I doing this? I felt real hurt and real upset. And I was only eight or nine, bro. And now, man, I got the hottest girl in the world. Yeah. Uh, and my wife's there as well. Um, <laughs> I knew that was coming. Bro. I remember one time, bro. I think everybody's kind of dealt with that, bro. You know? <laughs> but like, I just think it was so funny, bro. Like, and now, rejection to me now, I'm just like, I couldn't care less if I get rejected. Like, the, the world that I'm in now, I'm like, if you say no to me, I'm going to say yes. I'm going to say yes like this. Yes. yes, yes, yes. <laughs> you don't really uh, mean me, you bitch. You don't want to. Sorry. Sorry to my queens. I don't really mean. <laughs> I never say that word, but hey, Tim's had a really soft spot here. <laughs> I, I haven't spoken about these things since primary. Thanks, Timmy. I feel so much relieved and lighter. <laughs> Jesus, help me! Jesus, help us! <laughs> oh shit, bro! But like for real though, like you're right, man. Like nobody, I didn't know how to deal with rejection because a lot of times people deal with rejection like blame, like oh, I only got, I only got rejected because of X, Y, and Z, and they never want to kind of take any kind of responsibility for it, you know? Yeah, definitely, bro. And bro, it's it's around taking being accountable, you know. That's a huge thing that's not taught in schools. Hundred mm, percent. Our whole education is a shake up, bro. We need to talk about what's important, 
what's going to help us get through life, bro? Because you're setting us up, man. Bro, do you imagine what a what a podcast with me and uh, Jacinda would be like, G? Bro, that would be so good, bro. I would bring this shit up to her, like, hard. And she'll just sugarcoat it and say, yeah, it's in the pipelines, but she didn't give a shit about yeah, us, yeah. New hey, Zealand. Yeah, fucking hell, Jacinda. Come on, mate. Come sorry. on, Gil. Sorry, I'm sorry. No, she's good. She's good. Um, I think you'd be cool for asking that question. I, I would, uh, yeah. But, I mean, that's, I don't know how close that is in the pipelines, but it's, it's there's motion. Motion in that ocean. Her, spamming her up, man. Bro, we need other people to spam it up. You know what I mean? Get the chat, man. I'm gonna I'll spam her up, bro. I'll be like, hey, what's up, baby girl? Remember me? What up, Cinder? We used to fool around back in the day. Okay. <laughs> bro, I'll be trying to get her on um bakery run, man, to go and but nah, she just won't bite. You know? Oh, because probably because she's too busy running a country. Nah, it's not good enough. <laughs> not good enough mate <laughs> oh shit but um but like like these kind of questions are, are good to open up conversation you know 100 percent, bro like you know and people have asked her what are you gonna do for mental health and i just feel like she's not really getting into the nitty gritties you know like yeah. <sighs> yeah like john kerwin bro He's running some awesome things like Mike King. Mike King is running some awesome things for mental health. And I think if we all just do our parts, bro, we'll be amazing, bro. Yeah. I think, yeah, that you're exactly right, bro. It's that parts. And and that's why I'm so privileged to be on with um the bro, jo- uh, the bro Joe tomorrow night. And, um, yeah, it's, uh, I'll, I'll give you the debrief, bro, as, uh, after, I, after we do it, G. 100% bro and um yeah bro anyway brother um we're nearly to the end of the show G what I know I've got so much more hurt to bring up oh, fuck okay well one more G hit us hit us with it um there's a smelly bitch that I went out with <laughs> <laughs> a little bit intermediate and <sighs> didn't know that I was um, fooling around with your cousin and... <laughs> ah, sorry, is this another Aroa hey there most <laughs> <laughs> hey there beast mice <laughs> oh shit fuck bro that dude is undefeated G I'm telling you 100% just the norms he's, yeah. he's been in here too the piece, oh, there he is the piece of trash we were just talking shit about you mate just the norms is, is, is the he's one of the best bro if not the best that's not what be- you said before bro no what I said before was um, he's a piece of shit and he <laughs> knows that um he knows how I feel about him. Um, you know, I've, I've tried it on with him because obviously I swing both ways. Um, <laughs> what? what? Where did that come from? from? Are we still live? Like, we are. <laughs> my, my check on <laughs> All right, bro. I'm doing this new thing, bro, called uh, r- Random Questions, G. I'm going to click this button 10 times, bro. It's going to come up with a question, G, and you've got to answer it. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. It's just on my one, bro. We can have this. What piece of technology would look like magic or miracles to people in Middle Eastern, uh, in the Middle East, bro? Oh, how buzzy! Uh, I reckon FaceTime, bro. Yo, like this is just me making a broad assumption. They'll be like, "Whoa, we can see them on the other side." What is the square that's holding this photo? This moving photo. (laughs) 
I don't know if they talk like that, but yeah. They do, bro. But thanks for <laughs> thanks for avoiding us getting in trouble, G. Uh next one, bro. How much do you plan for the future, G? Oh man, that's one of my um the things that I argue with my wife like all the time because I'm a I'm a day by day kind of planner. And my wife's like a um future. Let's think about what's happening in the future. Shut up. That's me. That's how I respond typically. Shut up. You don't know my story. Bro. Uh, what's the best way to travel, bro? For you? Um, best way to travel? On an e-scooter. <laughs> Can you film that for me, G? I would love to. Bro, you don't know about my e-scooter. I got one, bro. You do? Yeah. Bro, it's so good. Fuck off, you do not. <laughs> Straight up. Why? Why uh, is that such a surprise? I don't know, bro. It's just I don't know. I'm I'm just like far out. I can't I cannot imagine you on a on a on an e-scooter, bro. Hey, come on, man. Popping don't mad ollies. Probably some <laughs> probably some heel spins. <laughs> What's the most frustrating app that you've ever tried, G? Good questions. Um, I had a dabble on Tinder. Um, just uh, for research purposes, just just to see what it was about. And man, when I was getting all these matches, I was like, "What the hell? Like, oh, what, is this, what does a match like, mean? Who, who wants the scrap, G? Who wants oh, a match? <laughs> what do you mean he's one kilometer away from me? I'm I'm married. What the <laughs> hell? Like, I don't understand what what it does, but nah. Um, app. Hmm. I always find Android apps, bro. Like they have the mad pop-ups, eh? Like, oh, yeah, I yeah. like iPhones don't get there for some reason. Oh, I've never experienced it. But anything Android is a piece of shit. Bro, I'm I'm an Android user, G, and I'm fucking all about that life, bro. Sorry, I take that back. Yeah, please do. What do you think is <laughs> going to be the next big techno- technological advance in human in human society, G? Um, man, I, people, I don't know if this was real, but I saw people like getting USB on USBs on their arms. Did you see that? No, the USB slots on their arms, bro. Like I just thought, what the fuck? What is happening in this world? And, like people just people just go into things and they just put the arm over it and it can read it. Like I just think, yeah, I've seen that. They have like little like yeah. RF. Chips and shit. Chips, nah, yeah. I don't know. I'm scared of what the future holds. Bro, I was talking to um Spell about this too, bro, because I read the same thing, bro. So there's this there's this business in like Silicon Valley, right? Yo. Part of their contract, they need to get implants, an implant, or like a um, it was like an RFID type thing, right? It's a microchip, pretty much, just like a dog does, right? And it was, you know, you you go up to work, it'd be their key to get in. Bleep, bleep. They could put like um they they inputted like the Tesla fucking key on it. Holy they just swearing. walk in, bleep bleep, and then you're good. And um yeah, bro. And if if yeah, if you, that's part of working that you have to have it. Man, that's so scary, bro. But what about like what about six dollars, bro? What about them, G? <laughs> Speak to me, King. I don't know what you're talking about. What is it like? Uh... Right, next question. Next question. <laughs> bro, is that cheating, G? Do you reckon? Six dollars? Yeah. Oh, not if the fleshlight is the mold of um. What? <laughs> what? <laughs> What's a fleshlight, G? I don't understand. 
said flashlight. Like, oh, sweet. Oh, you know, in case it's dark. Bro, what is this chat? Uh, what is it? Bro, I don't know. Bro, have you heard about the um, Wanganui wallet, G? <laughs> <laughs> I'm waiting for you to drink your drink, bro. I was going to fucking hit you with that. The Wanganui wallet, G. Oh, man. So what it is, it's like a Pringles can, G. And, uh, and some sponges. Some, um, you got to get some two-sided tape. Yo. Yeah, bro. And, you know, you, you can put your money in it and you can um, take it to the shops. Bro, we used to, um, when I was in prison in Rumataka, we used to have these things um, like... Oh, I guess it was like the jail. Uh, Don't say the, that because people are gonna think it's nah, legit. Nah, it is legit. Like we had the, <laughs> when I was in, I did a young lag of about six years, but we had these. Um, we had this, these jail flashlights made out of um, a towel. You get a towel, like a, a hand towel, or oh, do I have one? And you roll <laughs> it up. Now you roll it up. You know how you roll it up, and it's that little hole and little hole. In the in here, <laughs> and he put a latex glove there, and then he put obviously some lubricant of your choice, and you're having a field day, mate. And and when you know the first time I um I had a dabble in it, uh, my cellmate was like, "Bro, after you," and I was like, "Yeah, all good." So you know, it, it serviced me and what I needed to be done. And and my cellmate was like, "Bro, can I have a jam?" And I was like, well, "Of me or, or of the glove?" <laughs> <laughs> okay. I don't know what's happened. But oh. now I, I did a six um six year leg. Shut up! You some tats on my back, bro. When I was in, bro, and- there's gonna be some dude like me coming up in the game, G, and he's gonna be like, you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna um interview Beastmos from uh thing, and he's gonna get you on. He's like, so what was it like to have a a six year leg in uh in in the big in the big house? Then you're gonna be like, stuff. holy fuck. And I'll be like, bro, it was a breeze. At <laughs> the time of my life, I was obviously the strongest in my in my um, in my block, and <laughs> I used to do heaps of standovers for people's nudacks, and oh, uh, it was it was a blast, bro. We had TV there, and it was a blast, bro. Oh, brother. Um. Anyway, my bro. Um. Bro, that's us, G. Man, what a blast! Thank you so much for having me, King. Always is, bro. And um, Fridays on the chicken, where can we? Where, where do people need to go? At the minute, uh, we're on Facebook Live on on the Beastmost Facebook page, and uh, we go at nine o'clock every whenever we want. Friday, <laughs> I was gonna say every. Huh? What was that? Friday night, we never margins up for it. Um, and Justin Norms, whenever he comes back from whatever the hell he's doing, his young leg. Um, but Friday nights are on the Facebook page, uh, Beast Bones page. Come and have a chat. Sweet, bro. Hey, thank Every time I, I've, and I've said this to you multiple times, every time I have a conversation with you, I always feel, I feel, I feel like the wider words recharged, my dude. Thank you, bro. I, I, and I feel the same, bro. Like, there's something about talking to someone who acknowledges how you feel and gives you their perspective on how they feel like yeah. you know i just feel like every time i talk to you bro i just feel like you're a real one i feel like we grew up together i feel like um i might have met you in jail or i don't know like bro that might have been one bro i used to be a po G. i was a <laughs> i was a i was a uh a ceo sorry i was a ceo a po, PO sorry that was a, pro- a probation officer i was a i was a ceo bro i was a i was a scroogey 
in my, in my previous life. We used to call them screws, bro. And we used to knock them out. Eh? Like, oh, fuck off, bro. To you're gonna, you know what's gonna happen, bro? You're gonna, you're gonna, you're gonna climb up that that political energy, <laughs> and you're gonna be right there, bro. And someone's gonna crack this interview with you, and they go, "Listen, guys, Beast Mose, aka Beast from the East, G." This, oh, this, hey, don't drop my governments, man. Oh, sorry, this guy right here, okay, Beast, Beast Mose, that we called him, he's, he used to be inside. We need to get rid of him. Nah, that's a, he used to be inside, so get him to talk to them and negotiate our contract. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I right. appreciate you. Thanks for letting me come on, bro. It's always a blast, bro. No problem, bro. And stick around, bro. We'll, we'll do a bit of a, uh, a post, eh? Yeah, 100%. Yeah, my brother. Thank you, eh? Thanks, chat. Good to see you. Hey, shut up. I do that. You don't do that at all. Okay? This is my job. My mods. My mods are in there. (laughs) Get your mods. Your mods can go and have a chat with uh, everybody. All right, bro. I'll be back soon. All right, brother. Hey. And there you have it, folks. Um, One hour and 45 minutes of that that voluptuous, that, that seductive voice of Beastmos. Uh, anyway, guys, uh, thank you so much for all your support. Uh, if you can, so kindly share me around. Go and talk to your friends about me. And uh, we'll see you guys on the next episode. All right. See you, followers.